Welcome to another week of Green Bay 100 All-Time Team Voting. This week, we are looking at putters. I'm Jay Sorgi. Later on, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with Scott Warris on Facebook Live to get his take on whom to pick for the punting position for the all-time Green Bay Packers 100 seasons roster. But first, we'll get the take of the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee, who's been around for exactly one-fifth of the Packers 100 years and seen many of the best punters to ever boot the football in Green Bay. Time to talk punters with voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larrabee. The best all-time punters in Packers history. You get to pick one, and you have a debate between players who have been specialists in, in perhaps the last 20, 25, 30 years where all they do is punt. But you have a couple of players from earlier in the, in the history of the team who had pretty darn good averages, even with today's standards, who did other functions in an era when you had 35, 40-man roster. You know what's interesting to me, Jay, is you pointed out Boy Dollar. I didn't realize he punted for, what, two years and had a 40-some-yard average or thereabouts? Yeah, 43 uh, yards per punt, 42.9. Max McGee was also in the 41-42-yard uh, range. Yeah, I didn't realize that as well. And those guys obviously were uh, playing two ways. Um, but, you know, when you look at this list, uh, there are a couple of names stand out to me. Donnie Anderson kicked for the Lombardi Packers 66 through 71, uh, averaged 39.6 yards per punt. But the thing about Donnie Anderson, uh, Jay, very few punts were returned against him. He got, he was the guy who got great leverage into his punts. And Donnie Anderson, and we'll talk about him later on in this uh, series, um, one of the most versatile players in the history of the Green Bay Packers. But if you're looking at punters, there are two of them that comes to mind for me, actually three. And that would be Craig Hendrick, 94 through 97, Tim Massey, uh, who if you look at the punting records for the Packers, holds a good many of them. And then you've got John Ryan, who picked, uh, kicked early in his career for Green Bay was outstanding, and somehow Ted Thompson let him get away. I'm not sure why, um, but I know this about Hendrick, and Ron Wolf has said this forever. He said that was the biggest personnel mistake I ever made in terms of letting a player go that was really a star caliber player. Craig Hendrick was outstanding. He went on to Tennessee. And you can never underestimate the value of a punter when it comes to a great defense. What Hendrick did during the Mike Holmgren era pitting teams so far back. You could make the same argument when you look at what uh, the Lombardi era guys did. The the punters were these great defenses' best friends. Yeah, they really were. Um, you know, f- football's always been a game of field position, folks, regardless of whether you're talking modern era or going back into uh, the dark ages. It's always been about field position, and, and the punting game provides field position more often than any other facet of the game itself. Um, but, you know, when I think about this, I, I think about Tim Massey, 44.2-yard gross average in his career. He kicked for the Packers on their Super Bowl team in 2010, uh, right through the 2015 season, an outstanding kicker. Um, you know, when I look at uh, some of these guys on this list, those are the guys that stand out. John Ryan, Tim Massey, Craig Hendrick, uh, really, and to a lesser degree, Donnie Anderson. Scott Warris, our uh, esteemed Wisconsin's Afternoon News host this week. Whatever they pay me to fill in, I show up. And, <laughs> and that's what it is. And I'm Jay Sorgi. Well, I'm pre- pretty much ditto in a number of different facets. And this week is our seventh week of voting. We look at punters. It's a position that has evolved Scott Warris. And I think we think of the great specialists 
in punting since the 1970s, a couple of which have really stood out in Packers history most recently. It is, um, you and I stood here and, and we talked, I think you had me in for cornerbacks or defensive backs, uh, last yep. cornerback, last time around, and, and we talked about the way that um, positions evolve as the National Football League evolves. So when you look at the best punters in history, I have a really hard time differentiating from, you know, the, the as you, as you folks at home, you can see the list as well, the, the Clark Hinkles, the, the Lou Brocks, not that one, the other one, um, Don Chandler, you know, guys who have done so much else, and oh, by the way, they punted as well, compared to, you know, Tim Mastay, who's going to get a lot of votes, uh, Craig Hendrick, who's going to get a lot of votes, where that's all they did, and they could spend, and here's the other thing that hit me, they can spend all their time in practice just taking reps as a punter, as opposed to those guys of, of the glory years and before, where you divvy up your time getting ready for games how much time was actually spent practicing the punt. It, again, makes for an interesting debate. Punting has become a science, much like kicking in the National Football League, ever since specialists came about. But as you said, I mean, they would maybe spend a few hours a day, or actually maybe even just like an hour a day, just popping up a few punts, just making sure that their uh, uh, skills were set. And yet, if you look at some of the numbers, when we crunch some of the best punters in team history for a single season or for an entire career, you look at guys like, say, some of the Lombardi uh, stars, mm-hmm. Boyd Dowler, Max McGee, they each, uh, Don Chandler as well, Donnie Anderson, they each spent a couple of years as a punter for this squad, and they, many of them had numbers in the mid-40s for a season. 42, 43 yards for a career. And let's just say with the, the strength of the Packers' offense, they didn't have to punt a lot, but they were effective when they did it. The strength of an offense, and then the strength of a defense as well. I mean, the idea of field position in some ways is heavily dependent upon <laughs> how good is my offense, yep. how good is my defense, and thus how valuable is that field position game. If your defense and some of these guys um, you know, punt in during some really great eras of defense in Green Bay, so was field position as important during maybe some of the lean years where you knew your defense wasn't so good, but you know if your offense was able to, to handle things? It's um, the like field the, position battle. The Bucky Scribner year, shall we say, in, in the, in oh, the yeah. early 80s. But if we look at the big battle between the guys who we think are probably going to be at the top, and we've seen some of the early voting, it is right now neck and neck between Tim Mastay and uh, Craig Kentrick. Those are the two most familiar names mm-hmm. that we'll see at this punter's position. Your memories of those guys as you watch them, Hentrick growing up and, and Mastay in the professional years, shall we say, for you. I'll tell you, the, the thing that I remember about Hentrick was kind of like offensive linemen. If they're good, you don't... They don't get as much credit, maybe, as, as they deserve, if, as opposed to if you're short on the punts or you're shanking them. But the thing I remember about Hendrick, beyond that, is the fact that he was let go. Yes. And the decision by, uh, that was still Wolf, right? Ron Wolf, the Mike Holmgreniers. Right. The decision by Wolf, who said, I'm just not going to pay a punter, and I don't remember what the dollar figure was, maybe you do, that Hendrick was asking for, and then he goes on to the... Uh, Tennessee Titans, I believe. I say Oilers, Titans, whatever they were at the time, and almost makes a bigger name for himself there, I think, around the National Football League, longer than he did in Green Bay. So it's funny, in looking at this list, and, and the first thing that came to mind was Hendrick, how good and how his uh, resume expanded post-Packers because of the decision by Ron Wolf. Did he ever 
Did Wolf ever admit that that was a mistake? I, I would have to go back and yeah. look at the uh, the newspaper clippings at the time. Um, but nevertheless, so that and then versus Mastay, who again in the last handful of years had it's just solid. That's the best word I can use. It's it's tough to and there are stats and maybe we we could dive into some of the stats and compare. Um, Hendrick versus Mastay in some of those numbers where it matters most. The one game that I remember so much with Tim Mastay was the regular season ender in 2010 where they played the Chicago Bears in Green Bay in a must-win game to get a wild-card spot. It was a 10-3 Packers win. And kick after kick after kick, he pinned the Bears within the 20-yard line, sometimes within the 10 had fantastic special teamers to help and assist as well in pinning the Bears deep. But he was masterful that day. He was the defense's best friend. Really, I think you could have given him the MVP in one of the most important games in modern Packers history for the regular season. So this is Mastay we got up right here? We have Mastay right now. He is number one for highest career gross punting average at Mm 44.2 and highest single season gross punting average of 45.6 in the 2011 campaign. He also has the fourth-ranked single-season uh, ranking for another year where he was one of the best. Who's number two? 42.8, strictly looking at numbers, is Craig Hendrick. 42.8 for career punting average. Highest punting average in one season. He had a 45 in 1997, the second Super Bowl year. And after that, Ron Wolf gave him, pardon my pun, the boot. <laughs> so they both won Super Bowls? They both won championships. So that's a push. I mean, if you want to say, well, give somebody an edge because they played on a on a world championship team. Hard decision, isn't it? It, it is hard. I Maybe I give a leg up ah. to Tim Maste only because of the longevity, the five, the six years from 10 to 2010 to 2015. Um, that's a hard one. I, I think I lean there a little bit just based on the longevity he had over Hendrick. What do you think? I, I'm going with Mastay as well, partially because of the long, longevity, partially because of that almost infinitesimally small performance raise, if you will, between the two of them. Punting like kicking has become a science. It's become much more developed than even it was in the 1990s. And so many of the specialists today are so much better than they were even back then, even in an era where there were punting specialists. And I wonder how much of that trickles down, and I'm sure it does, through college. Maybe not so much high school, but especially once you get into college. If you're identified as you know, the punter, I think of you know, J.K. Scott right now, out of Alabama. When he was at Alabama, he kind of knew the trajectory yep. he was going to be on. And so, to be able to be a specialty player, at a specialty position, and be able to grow into that so that by the time you get on an NFL roster, you've had years and years of preparation and the science and the numbers behind it and the techniques are so far advanced. Like you say, just from 94 to 97, the Hendrick years versus Mass Day, some 13, 14 years later, where it is more specialty and, and these guys know what they're doing and there's so much more data now that they can use and technique and information um, that I assume the likes of, like you said, uh, Boy Dowler, Max McGee, and Donnie Anderson never could have imagined that they would have had back in their day. And yet, at the same time, think about this. If for some reason one of those 1960s guys, for example, gets voted in as, as a Packers punter, that opens up another roster spot for, for the overall 53, perhaps, at another mm-hmm. position. And these were guys that had never, perhaps, 
oh my gosh, it's high school and I want to do one of the pros, I'm going to make the National Football League as a punter. You just didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Now you can, which is why they have these punting camps, which is why they have all this advanced scouting for punters. Just because of that extra two-and-a-half-yard average they probably have now compared to their predecessors back in the 60s. But maybe that means an extra wide receiver that, you, that you'd that you be able to add to the roster that you wouldn't otherwise, or an extra running back if it's Donnie Anderson. And I don't necessarily know if they would make the roster as a wide receiver with the kind of competition that you have at that position battle, which we're going to have in a couple of weeks. So if you're, if you're a GM, it becomes real interesting. But you get to be the GM. So keep this vote going all week long. Voting closes on Wednesdays for the punter position. Again, my pick is going to be Tim Mastay. Craig Hendrick, it's kind of hard to pick against him, as we've discussed, because they are so close. But like you said, you have that extended time yeah. that Mastay punted for the team. And don't write in B.J. Sander. Not good. No. Not, not please. good idea. Please, please. <laughs> that will not count. We won't let that count. Go to WTMJ.com slash Green Bay 100. Go to the link that you see on the screen and make your pick for the all-time Green Bay Packers punter. So long, everyone.